Welcome to the Review Crew. With Fran and Emma. What's up, reviewers? It's your co-host, Fran, toddler mom, millennial, a baker, a co-host of the podcast. And it's Emma, the other co-host. Person going through IVF, New Yorker, aspiring minimalist. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Mm-hmm. We love it. We love it. Um, how are you? It's fucking cold here. It's cold there. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, how are you on this cold day? And then I'm like, well, it's probably cold in New York, but I don't actually know what the weather's like. So then I just said it's cold here. <laughs> I like had a moment of pause. Um, I needed that moment because I was finishing eating a chocolate covered raisin. So um, it's perfect. Mm. It is cold here. It's always cold here, but... We're having like this weird winter where there hasn't been any snow yet, hmm. um, but it's still cold. Mm-hmm. I'll mm-hmm. say that much. Hella cold, probably. I know. I think it was probably like fifty degrees, forty-five degrees where we were um, when we were out and about today. And I was like, "This is too cold." And I'm like, "And so much warmer than so much of the time that Emma tells me <laughs> what temperature it is in New York City." Yeah. Well, it's not actually that bad here, though. It's been, like, high 30s, low 40s. And that's our weather update. But wait, so, okay. <laughs> so you were in um, San Francisco today? Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, so I'm doing pretty good feeling a little gross because of um, basically my diet lately has just been a lot of treats. And today I'm like, oh, I need to start, like, eating well so that I can, like, have my correct fiber intake if you know what I mean um but I'm like that's gonna have to start after Sunday because um basically Lunar New Year started last week and this bakery that we love 10 out of 10 bakery in San Francisco B Patisserie Mm. always does a special they do a Lunar New Year box which we did not get because you have to like pre-order way in advance but they do Lunar New Year flavors and things um, they are, I feel like, especially known for their Queen Amon. They did a Black Sesame Queen Amon. Their Queen Amon are amazing. All their stuff's amazing. I think we went there, actually. Yeah, I've been there, dude. I've out. been there. Yeah, we, we're familiar. Oh, yeah. They're so fucking good. But anyway, so we had to we had to go because they do their Lunar New Year flavors for two weeks. And we were just like, we got to have it. Um, so we went to San Francisco to get pastries. And then we went to the park with some friends. And it was super, super nice, but super cold. A basically cake and pastries for lunch um so yeah gonna get back onto ever eating a vegetable hopefully tonight but i don't know no dude i'm on the same page i am i have not been eating well i am mm-hmm. i'm on the same page but what i have is some i got some cottage cheese Ooh. and that always makes me feel really healthy i'm gonna have that for work breakfast and i'm like mm-hmm. that'll be great to start my day That's perfect. and i got a bunch of organic honey crisp apples very Ooh. exciting love a honey crisp so delightful but for some reason i'm like i can only eat healthy at school when it's like this is work and yeah. on the weekend i'm like i cannot do i cannot even make an attempt no because you need to have treats on your weekend that's the whole point of the weekend yeah exactly i think that's extremely reasonable um yeah i've been loving yeah it's like one that's like i'm not eating well but actually i've been eating very well it just hasn't been necessarily making me feel well in the long term (laughs) Mm -hmm. um because i had 
I've had it actually ended up being a not stressful week at work, but I was really stressed out in the lead up to it because oh, yeah. I think I me- did I mention restaurant week on the pod? Maybe. I don't know. It was Vallejo's restaurant week. Um, just definitely it's not over yet, but we'll be over when this comes out. Um, so I had to do a plate of dessert for every day this last week. Um, and then we had this like special pop-up dinner event on Saturday I had to do a dessert for and I was just feeling very stressed about it um and ended up all being fine but anyway but part of my stress was like I need to prepare for this need to figure out what I'm doing and I don't always have time at work to do like a bunch of tests um and so sometimes I end up just doing test baking at home like trying a little thing here a little thing there just to like make sure that actually works in the way that I want it to um so I've basically just been eating flan and cake for days and then I've been going to work and eating more. Like, I've been sort of, like, eating all the oatmeal in the morning, which I feel like is a very healthful choice. That is very healthy. Um, and and then I go to work and basically don't eat all day. And then we'll suddenly be struck with hunger towards the end of my work day. And I'll, like, scarf cake or scones, like, whatever is, like, near me. And since I'm the pastry chef, it is going to be sugar. Um, so it's been delicious, um, not nutritious. And then I'll, like, come home and eat instant noodles because I'll be, like, super hungry, Um, which is also delicious and not particularly nutritious. So that's sort of been my diet lately is, like, treats and instant noodles. What kind of instant noodles are we talking? Um, I think it's called Asha is the brand. It's, like, a Taiwanese instant noodle brand. It's fucking really good. Okay, interesting. I'm going to look that up because I, like, can't see you eating, like, Top Ramen. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's. I think it is better than Top Ramen. Comes with a little sauce packet. Nice. Um, it's not. It's like it definitely. It's like you boil the noodles, but you drain them, so you're just having like noodles with the sauce on it. It's mm-hmm. not. Um, it's not in a broth that you're making, but um, it's the company that. So you know how Dave Chang made like his own branded instant noodles. Yeah, I have them, and I haven't even tried them. So the company that is like producing them for him, even though he's doing like his special recipes and stuff, right? So his shit's probably it is or it is hella good. I've had his stuff before. But the company that he has has making his stuff is, I think, this same this noodle brand that I got. Oh, that's so cool. So it's like I feel like if you've had Dave Chang's noodles, like his flavors I feel like are probably more interesting. It's been a while since I've had them. Dude. But these Taiwanese noodles are hella good. I've had this packet of Dave Chang's noodles, which is, does he go by Dave? Isn't it David? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I mean, I have an uncle whose name is David, who apparently has always preferred to call be called David. And I've called him Dave my entire life. So like, who knows? But I'm I've not a good like, listener. Literally like six to 10 months, I feel like at this point. And I just like have never tried them because when I want noodles, I want broth like I would I, I love top ramen so much that I'm a little bit like why would I want just the noodles but whatever we'll I gotta try you that. need to do it dude David Chang's instant noodles those are like a 10 out of 10 for instant noodles it's not instant ramen it's just instant noodles make yourself a little fried egg with it or I will at the, in the last minute yes put an egg in and then just drain the whole thing together because then my egg is poached at the same time the noodles are done oh believe me I I've done it with the top ramen Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a good thing to do with Top Ramen, too. I have a very fond memory, actually. I'm like, were you there or was this a different? I think I think you I think this is a different because I'm thinking of Outside Lands of being with Steven's friend mm-hmm. Luke and him just making us a bunch of Top Ramen, like a huge pot of like multiple packets of Top Ramen and then putting in a shit ton of hot sauce and like 
egg in it and it was just like the greatest really late night food after being in a music festival all day snack it was so good wait well i feel like i probably was there but i don't remember this but anyway okay i don't know great mm-hmm. <laughs> i love top ramen. what i've been doing actually if i could just quickly say mm-hmm. take top ramen chop up a little celery for health and flavor mm-hmm. throw it in there throw the egg in there poached at the end top it with a little bit of sesame oil and sesame seeds mm. that is a 10 out of 10 so no that's a delight so i am uh i'm a i try to buy bok choy constantly because i love it and i like so like what you're doing with the celery i'll just throw like a head of like bok baby bok choy in there instead nice. which i also fucking love so good i do not back bok choy you don't like the bok choy it's fine. It's bok choy for bok- me is like a ten out of ten green. It's, it's so sweet and crunchy. It's so dirty. It is not. <laughs> I mean, I guess wash if, it. if you get it at like the farmers market, yeah, it's super dirty. If you get it at the store, it's like you need to wash it, but it's not crazy. Oh, I don't know. I've only ever gotten it from um, Blue Apron because Blue Apron actually sends it a lot, and it's, I'm I tolerate it. It's tolerable to me, but it's never something that I love. Well, that I gotta say is bizarre to me. <laughs> But um, that's fine. I love it because I feel like you can cook it for just like, you can cook it for a long time or you can cook it barely at all. And it's just like, yeah, it's just so sweet. I don't know. Um, Agree to disagree. For me, it's a 10 out of 10. What do you rate it? Bok choy? I give like a 2 out of 10. Wow, that's honestly shocking. Okay, I need to know from the reviewers. Reviewers, how do you feel about bok choy? I didn't know it was possible for someone to rate it so low. That's how big of a fan I am. <laughs> You're just a rabbit who loves greens. I mean, but that's the whole thing is like bok choy is like such a sweet, not bitter at all. It's, like I would easy never to prepare in my green. life describe it as sweet ever in my how life. Would, are, would you describe any green as sweet? No, that's crazy. That's a crazy way to describe leaves. No, I mean like butter lettuce I feel like has like a sweetness. I don't know. Okay. You're, okay. I'm getting upset. I'm getting upset. I'm we're 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 getting off course. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, we are. Um, and we so have we'll, a big important review. We have a big important review. Yeah. Well, actually, okay. Wait. Before we get into it. Before we get into it, I have a couple things. Beep beep boop boop. Data processing. Okay. I um, realized I needed to make two different corrections for things that I said <laughs> last week. One, I'm say? okay. I actually meant to look this up before the podcast. Um, because I'm actually not, I'm still not totally sure, but I'm almost positive that it is not humpback whales migrating. It is gray whales migrating that you can see from Point Reyes. I'm pretty sure. Okay. So that's not a real <laughs> update. I realized I put it in my notes app and then I meant to look it up and then I didn't. So actually I may have to do another data processing update <laughs> next week, giving another correction. Okay. The other correction is that I was not saying the correct name of the card game that we played. It's not called Tell Me More. It's called Tell Me Without Telling Me. That is the name of it. I had to Google that, too. That's kind of a long, wordy name. Yeah, it is. Which is funny, because I'm also just like, why not call it, like, literally anything else? Yeah, Tell Me, or Show Don't Tell, which is, like, one of the dice rolls that you get. So I feel like that's why my brain just, like, shortened it into a random thing. But Tell Me Without Telling Me is whatever. But despite the wordy name, still a great game. So if you Googled it and you were like, Fran's a crazy person, it's because I was giving you the wrong name. Fun. Okay, mm-hmm. fun. I'm, mm-hmm. glad we, I'm glad we're all on the same page here. Yeah. But now, um, take my hand. I'm grasping it tightly, okay. but not too tightly. 
we are taking a walk through a beautiful, a beautiful garden. We see incredible trees, incredible roses. It's sculpted. There's there's so many different gardeners wearing beautiful big hats working. There's someone having a tea party to our left. There's children running and <laughs> laughing to our right. Nice. And we <laughs> exit the garden and walk into our pop culture palace. Yay. Yes. And into into the theater go. So guess what, reviewers? Emma and I watched the same movie. And it's a life changing movie and I haven't heard friends what Fran thinks of it yet but for me it was life changing it was like unlike anything I've ever seen before in my life Ooh, I love this okay that's great um no okay I also loved it so first 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 of all reviewers spoiler alert spoiler alert since we both spoiler it, alert we're we're fully I mean I don't feel like I have a lot of super I don't know whatever I'm just not gonna be worried about it so if you are worried about spoilers in movies fucking skip ahead well, just for this one movie, we should probably say the name of the movie, right? Yeah, I'll let you do the honors. I got because you didn't name it immediately. I got worried that it was like a thing, and then I'm like, I need to wait for Emma to like reveal. I was trying to follow your lead. I got nervous. We okay. Spoilers for R R R R R R like the sea the sea lions from um last week. Yes, exactly. Anyway, seals, but it's okay. Okay, but R R R. That's what we watched. Rise, revolt. I forget the third R. I have no idea. I didn't. I didn't even because, like, well, because also they're putting it in the. I have no idea. I have no idea. It was on the screen at one point, but yeah, it was really fast, so I don't remember what the third one was. But okay, what's your hot hot take? Like your one second review. Okay, um, three hour movie worth every moment. That's worth my every moment. Okay, the phone so- test. Of the, did you want to look at the phone? Absolutely not at all. Like my phone was literally in another room, and I didn't even like remember it was in another room because I didn't care at all because I was so wrapped. Okay, I'm so glad that you liked it because I don't think of you as a big action movie gal, whereas I am action movie gal as far as taste goes. So to me, this was like right in my alley. So I'm impressed. I'm I'm excited that you loved it as much as you did. Wait, that's so funny because I was really worried that you weren't gonna love it because. I love musicals and I was like oh Fran and Steven are so weird about musicals they're not gonna like love it oh my god there was barely even any music in it I was hoping there would be more music <laughs> there was a good amount of good music and I've been listening to the soundtrack really okay that's see that's it's I would definitely not do that and I think that's reflective of me not caring about musicals but I definitely don't qualify because this is more like Bollywood not like this is not like a western musical which is more i don't really know anything about bollywood so i feel like i'd be more i'm i'm I, i'm not coming in with the same presumptions i guess as i maybe would for like an american musical yeah when i was reading about it i actually saw the term tollywood which i'd never heard before but i it might have to do with something about like cuz the language it's in is like telugu if i'm pronouncing that yes. right yes. so i wonder if that's I don't know if you're pronouncing tollywood right, but... Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. I meant to, all right, this is another thing. So I meant to look up about the gray whales. I also meant to look up anything about the movie. We read a little bit about it last night after we watched it. Um, uh, but yeah, I feel like there's probably, I wish I had felt more like an expert, but, um, okay. What were your, um, our first, let's start with just like a rating of the movie. How was the movie for you? My rating. And I've thought a lot about this. It's a nine out of 10 for me. Okay, I was also going to say 9 out of 10. What are you oh, using? that's awesome. I love when we're on the same page. Okay, <laughs> and then if you – okay, this is really important before we get into it. If you had to choose only one, 
Who are you choosing, Rom or Beam? Oh, Beam, obviously. I knew you'd say Beam. And you pick Rom because he's more handsome. Because he's the hot one. Yep, yep. <laughs> we know each other well. We know each other well. Beam is really cool, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, they're both so good. Um, Should we give, like, a synopsis, or do people just already know and... Um, I feel like no. Synopsis is boring. Synopsis is boring. I mean, we can give like a little snapshot. I don't know how much, how long we want to talk about it. Because I feel like honestly, like I loved it. I don't have like a million. I don't really know what to. Say. I know what to say. I know. Oh, what to okay. Say. Okay. Well, then why don't you just why don't you just go and people can just figure it out. I have a big issue, which is why would the song "Not to Not to" be nominated for Academy Award Best Song over Dosti? which is the song about friendship where fire and water finally meet and their hands lock and it's like epic like scene of their <laughs> forces colliding. That song is so good. I don't understand why Natu Natu would be nominated over that song. Um, because that's the Natu Natu has an incredible dance number to it, I feel the like. The dance number is amazing. But if it was best dance, that would be nominated. You know what I'm saying? But best song? It's a little confusing. But guess what I did read, though, is the exciting prospect of them literally – performing Natu Natu at the freaking Oscars. That'll mm-hmm. be so freaking fun. I really hope it happens. I mean, and that is honestly probably why. Because I feel like people paid it. Like, that song is definitely, like, a song you're paying attention to more because there is the whole dance number and stuff. And the Oscars are probably, like, this will be performed. I don't know. I wouldn't. I would not be surprised if that factored into the decision versus just, like, on a song level. That... Uh, yeah, I agree with you. But that moment truly, was so... that, that whole scene is infectious and great and made me want to get it. It is. I, and it was so satisfying, too, because I literally said to Adrian, I was like, are they about to have a dance-off? And then they literally had a dance-off. Like, how often do you get that? That's true. Unless you're watching, like, Step Up or Step Up 2 or possibly yeah. Step Up 3. That there was... may be more than that. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I feel like I remember watching Step Up at your house. Yeah, I think we did. <laughs> Um, that was so good. Wait, I want to say what else I love about it. I feel like if you need just like a hit of joy, like it's such a joyful movie. Every moment is so exciting and filled with adrenaline. The Okay, what took it from a 10 to a 9 for me, I feel like it would have been a 10. But I found the CGI animals super distracting. Like, I feel like we have the technology. Why couldn't we make the animals look a little bit more real? That was distracting to me. But other than that, it was perfect film. Okay, I have a couple things I want to say about that, which is one, I love that there's a disclaimer in the beginning of the movie that no yeah. animals were harmed in the production and that it is CGI animals. And then you so are, see obvious. the CGI and it's just like, yeah, they're definitely not real animals. Yeah, like it's um, extremely obvious. But I would say I found that really, it did not distract me at all. I found that totally fine. Does not bother me at all to have a little bit of cheaper CGI happening. Um, I thought it was super fun. I love, yeah. So like basically Steven and I watched, I think we, I don't know if it was like a trailer or a clip somewhere of it's an early scene where Beam is basically like having to fight a tiger. Like they're, it's first they're starting to trap a wolf and then they, he ends up getting chased by a tiger in the jungle. And so he's having to fight this tiger. Um, and it's just like, it's such a good, it's such a good scene. It's like, yeah. I'm trying to think of how to so describe good. it. So basically the tiger gets caught up in a net that is attached to these two ropes and then the ropes that are tied to a stake that that snaps. So then beam is holding each end of the rope in his arms 
So as the tiger struggles to escape, he's like his arms are being pulled apart and he's just having to use his muscles like fully flexing. There's just like so much flexing in this movie, flexing, yes. bringing the ropes together to like get make sure that the tiger is trapped, because if he lets go, then the tiger will launch forward and attack him. And I just loved that whole scene. Like it did not bother me. Like there was the moment that you see the tiger and you're like, wow, CGI tiger. And then it's just like, who cares? It's great. No, that's such that was a very epic like entrance for Beam. <clears throat> and what I love about this freaking movie also is just like the male friendship is so pure and so beautiful. And like how often do you get to see a man on man friendship piggyback ride? And it's like yes. there's so many in this film and it's so good. Yeah, it, that is that's definitely true. Love the piggyback rides. Love to see the male friendship. I mean, you do see a lot of male friendship in action movies, but mm-hmm. I don't know how often you're. I don't know that there's necessarily like so much sweetness as there is. Um, so much, yeah, like love. <laughs> like there's a there's a part where um, Rom is bitten by a poisonous snake. Um, I mean, it's also Mm -hmm. true with like his knees being broken and Beam sort of tending to his wounds and taking care of him. And like, it's not seen as like a, like, it's just like, yeah, it's just like, you just see more like, there's like a nurturing and like Rom setting Beam up with a woman in a way that feels like more nurturing and caring and not like, (laughs) like, I don't know, like so many like bro-y movies that are just like, not... Yeah, I don't know. You don't see a lot of nurturing male friendships like you get to see in this movie, which is very sweet. I was so, so... Even though they are flexing the whole time. I loved that, though. Sorry, I keep clearing my throat for no reason. I'm just, like, feeling very passionate about this film. (laughs) I was trying to think of a a good enough, like, a fuck, Mary kill situation to pose to you because it's so hard because there's there's obviously two stars. Mm -hmm. But I was like, the best I can do is just, just rapid fire... Okay, fuck Mary Kill. Okay, Rom Beam um Akar Beam's I'll persona. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well I guess kill Akhtar cuz he is not real. Mary Beam and fuck Rom cuz he's the hot one. Okay, my only other option was Rom Beam City. <laughs> oh, Sita? Yeah. Um, I I mean, it's the same thing. I would have to kill her just because, obviously, I love Beam and would fuck Rom in a heartbeat. Nice. What Do you have a different answer? Um, no, I feel like it's the same. Oh, Mary, cool. Mary Beam. She was cool. So she something cool. that I loved, and I would love to know... Okay, this is this is all Steven having knowledge, which I love that he has. Very smart man. Um, but of, like, I don't know anything about, like, Hindu stories and, like, tales and figures um and so like i didn't realize that there was like some like the basically there was historical these characters were based off of like two historical like revolutionaries Fran, which is super cool i was gonna inform you of that well i consider me already informed but i do want to just take a moment to <laughs> let everyone know that emma also knew about it and is very I smart wanna- let everybody know I-, I knew about it as much as steven and so we are actually equally informed Yes, equally informed. Um, well done. Uh, <laughs> 10 out of 10 to you. Um, and then also the mythological component. That, like, Stephen saw the statue that is, like, Rom's namesake, that is Rom, and, like, immediately was like, oh, I bet that's Rom because it's the namesake, blah, blah, blah. And then we, like, Google it. And it's like, oh, yeah, it is the statue with the bow and arrow, blah, blah, blah. But I was just very impressed of him immediately knowing things. Um, and I would love to know more about sort of the mythology 
that is being referenced and more of the history being referenced like that definitely made it more interesting to me also of course loving that it's like an anti-colonial narrative love yeah. for the like colonial british empire to be completely villainized love to see that um and like it also like that makes it so much more fun of like i was not expecting the okay because you were talking about the cgi animals i was really not expecting and it was an absolutely 10 out of 10 moment for the truck when they crashed through the gates to just release a bunch of wild animals on the british soldiers yeah and just like <laughs> killing the shit out of them like i absolutely loved that i thought that was great I love the moment where Beam, like, leans back and the tiger just, like, jumps across, like, over him towards yeah. the um, British people. So good. Um, wait, what was I going to say? I will say I feel – I love the anti-imperialist, like, storyline. Amazing. I loved reading about the um, the two real people that they were based off of and didn't see so much about mythology being referenced in it. But I will say – I wanted to know in the final like dance sequence, like the grand finale, all of those like figures that were like on the flags all around. Mm -hmm. I wanted to know like who they were. And it, there wasn't a lot of information online that was like easy to figure out hmm. who everybody was. Um, Interesting. Yeah, no, I also wondered that and meant to look it up, but did not um, end up having time to do that before we got on this call. Yeah, so good. I will say I feel like the... Um, the the British people were so like over the top evil that it was like a little bit felt a little bit less realistic. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like I'm sure that that all the colonialists like were evil, but I don't know if they were like it, the extreme amount of like dripping evil every word they say. Is, well, like, I mean, in the same evil. way, that also like Rom and Beam, like the people the characters that these real historical figures were based off of did not like run each take the end of a rope, yeah. one ride a horse and one ride a motorcycle each off the opposite ends of a bridge so that they could swing okay. down and save a small boy out of a fire, yeah, which was an incredible scene. Loved it. It's such a good um, way to introduce these characters meeting like such an incredible, powerful yes. uniting of forces. Um, so, like, it didn't feel any less, it, it totally fit in with, I think, the rest of the narrative, basically. Like, the fact that they're, like, they're basically anime characters. Like, these yeah. are Dragon Ball characters exactly. now. It's like a fusion of Dragon Ball and uh, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z and um, historical figures. Uh, so, it totally makes sense that the, the big bad would be the big bad. You know, you can't have yeah. complicated colonizers. Yeah, it was just so refreshing to be like, this is, every moment of this is like purely so entertaining and so just like full of stuff going on. I don't know. It was so unique. Mm -hmm. It was so unique. Do I have anything else to say about it? Let me think. I saw a headline that was like, it's problematic that everybody loves RRR now and I didn't click on it, but I, now I regret it. And if anyone wants to inform me why it's problematic, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> but i will I mean, google it yeah i don't know either i mean it's like it is obviously like so there is the final song and basically even though i didn't recognize like the final song is basically just like this extremely like you have the three like you have sita rom and beam sort of singing and dancing you're seeing different i'm assuming like 
must be political leaders from different regions yeah. sort of listing different regions of India. And it's basically just like a hyper nationalist song. Yeah. And it's, and it's like being an anti-colonial narrative. It is like a nationalist narrative. But it was just like, this is when we really lay it bare. And I'm sure as like nationalism is never yeah. an uncomplicated good. Look <laughs> at that. Great. Yeah. So I wonder, I, I was wondering how much that like, I, I would be more interested, I would be very interested to read more reviews written by like Indian people <laughs> and like people who are very familiar with like the history of India. Um, well, yeah, that would be very interesting to me because I don't know much about it. According to Wikipedia, I read the full the full wikipedia page and Mm. there were like a bunch of like maybe eight publications in india listed that like reviewed it and they all gave it a 3.5 out of 5 and had like pretty (laughs) a pretty good sentence like clip or whatever in the um wikipedia page but anyway that was interesting to me um i really want to learn more about freaking india dude i met this indian doctor when we were on our honeymoon like when we were we were on this chocolate tour Mm -hmm. and um I met this Indian doctor and we were like super like I feel like we became friends over the course of this tour um and he's super cool works for the UN that's and awesome was, how was would you um rate the chocolate tour the really quick the chocolate tour oh my gosh actually it's, that's a whole side story because it was super funny it was like this lady who was having a really bad day she basically was like I have a headache like I'm so sorry she just kept apologizing to us like so much she kept like forgetting things like at one point Adrian had to be like I'll he actually Adrian and the Indian doctor both went like to go get something for her because she like forgot a bunch of stuff like a ways back in the tour so they had to like run back and like go get it like it was it was actually a mess but it was really (laughs) fun but anyway it was fun. It was like a really long tour too. It was like three hours plus. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, back to okay. So like, yes, I definitely would also love to know more about India and its current, uh, like current world India, and then also like historically. And something that I find really interesting is that like that is not a thing that was part of public school curriculum for yeah. so long. But it is at least now. At least the seventh graders do learn medieval Indian like the, I think they learn about like the Mughal Empire so you do learn about medieval India at least the the babies growing up now and I'm just like it's so interesting because there I remember learning stuff in history classes and my mom being like they would have never taught that when I was going to school and like <laughs> she like not knowing about that stuff um and I'm just like what is Sylvia going to be learning about where I get to like learn from my 12 year old the basics of like history that I just never received yeah that's so crazy that Stephen like is a history teacher because I do feel like that's one area that's like definitely changing all the time about what's taught and like also an area in which I have no knowledge like I feel like I didn't learn anything from like middle school history at any (laughs) point yeah I mean, it is, it's especially, I mean, it's, what's interesting, I think, about history is that it is, like, so political, basically, on its face, and the way that other subjects are political, but, like, in the way that we just, like, pretend that science isn't political at all, but, um, but history is more obviously political, and so politicians like to get sort of involved about it, but then it's also not tested, at least not at his level, like, there's no federal testing of history, so, like, even though I feel like there's more controversy sometimes in what you can and can't teach in history, you also, as a teacher, are, like, much less monitored than if you're teaching English or math. 
Um, Mm -hmm. So it's just like, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing. And like, it's nice that we live in California. So like the standards are like, the standards are pretty inclusive or like they're working towards making them more inclusive is maybe how I should phrase that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's a, it's a cool thing. He knows a lot of stuff. Always blows my mind. And he's always having his mind blown by how I don't know any of it. So that's fun. That's a fun dynamic in our relationship. (laughs) I'm on your side. I feel like you should shove it. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. But to go back to this movie really quick, I wanted to basically, I want, uh, so this sort of ties into our motherhood theme in this podcast. Um, So basically, and there's a part where Beam has been caught by the colonial government. Mm-hmm. and they want to um for after he's they've attacked um the palace and like tried to rescue um because the whole thing is like yeah like beam is trying to rescue a girl that was taken from his village taken from his tribe by the cologne like by the king and the queen basically uh or the governor i don't know why i said that. he's dressed like a king is he his king no he's not a king i was just calling him that because he's always wearing like fucking ermine robes and shit. <laughs> Um, but they like stole this girl to basically have her as a servant because she like sings nicely. Um, and, uh, so he's on a mission to rescue her. And then Rom actually is a, uh, like a police officer who is trying to catch beam, but without knowing that beam is the person he's supposed to catch, whatever. That's the basic thing. Beam invades the palace to get the girl gets caught instead um, and then he is getting whipped publicly. He's having there's a public whipping until he like apologizes to the governor and the wife. Um, and kneels and kneels and kneels. And basically, at a certain, he just refuses to kneel. He's being whipped with like a spiked whip at this point. Um, and he just like sings this song that inspires the whole crowd to sort of like riot. Yes. Um, but his and his whole song is basically about like being it's like it sounds like it sounds like a song that was probably sung to him about sort of his mission for the tribe, which is like being sort of they call him like a shepherd of his tribe. And uh he talks about basically like his blood leaving the earth be like a smile on the mother earth and like just like I don't know, like his purpose and like not I guess like letting the pain go because he knows that he's living doing the right thing mm-hmm. um, or something like that. And I didn't say this to Steven at the time, but I'm like listening to this song and I'm just like, this is why I did natural childbirth. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I like loved that. Um, and of just the idea of like giving blood, letting your pain go and just like sort of ignoring the phenomenal pain that you're feeling in order to like, be protecting and giving life and so that was that was the that was the closest i got to identifying i guess with um, any specific moment in this otherwise very extreme action movie where um i don't have any muscles so i couldn't really relate to a lot of it but uh that was a thing that came up for me interesting i knew you were gonna say childbirth um interesting interesting Mm -hmm. yeah so i don't know any other moms watching rr tell me if you had a similar have you had any similar thoughts yeah mm-hmm. um all right well is that rrr yeah that's rrr that's um great movie everybody should watch it yeah and that concludes that concludes i don't have a good um transition necessarily into a into anything else well neither do i <laughs> okay well what time is it
time is it? It's time for the motherhood minute. So here's a little transition. In um in RRR, they get a lot of big owies because they're doing a lot of fighting, um, a lot of bloodshed. Um, and Sylvia's doing this new thing, which is always kissing the owies, um, which I rate as a 10 out of 10. It's so cute. Now, if she sees that I've like, I like burn myself all the time. Um, it just is part of the job. And every time she sees that I have like a cut or a burn or anything, she now points to it and goes, owie, owie, mm-hmm. owie, and wants to look at it constantly and then be kissing it constantly. And mm-hmm. I just love that. That's really cute. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cute. It's what pretty cute. I know. Oh, no. It's also the, the kissing of owies, I would say, in general is, yeah, basically a 10 out of 10 because like she'll hurt herself and then I will like kiss her knee or kiss her finger and then she like feels better and it's just like a magic like she like was is like now it has been tended to and sometimes she'll demand I do it multiple times or still talk about it or like obviously if she's like got a cut or something she'll cry for a while but it is kind of like this magical like I'm not actually doing anything I'm like acknowledging the pain you're experiencing and that like and letting you know that I'm caring for you and like that's enough like I don't know feels very magical that yeah, that's really that's beautiful. Mhm. Mhm. Yep. My little short motherhood minute. Something cute for, some cute for everybody. That's cute. I don't have any big TTC updates, but we can come on down to the TTC corner if you want. Oh, I'd love to. If you mm-hmm. wanna mm-hmm. see if you mm-hmm. can have mm-hmm. a baby, mm-hmm. come mm-hmm. on down mm-hmm. to Oh, so I was enjoying that extra because I feel like your tune is like a fully different tune than my tune or something. <laughs> but I love it. I love it. Um, okay, sorry, I don't really have any updates. I'm still not pregnant. Nobody asked me about that. Um, <laughs> Shut the fuck up, everyone. <laughs> definitely don't ask me. About it. But um, it's just like so much waiting right now. We are waiting for our frozen embryo transfer, mm-hmm. and it's like every time I go in. I've been going in for blood work and ultrasound every other day and they just tell me yep come back in another two days like you're not ready yet you're not ready yet bloop, bloop, bloop. so we went in this morning same deal so it's like all right just come back in on tuesday and i'm like i need i need the wait to be over because mm-hmm. at this point i'm super anxious about like <clears throat> them missing my ovulation or like somehow because i'm only going in every other day i'm mm-hmm. like what if it's on the day that i don't go in and then everything's thrown off because that actually happened to me once during our third IUI we missed they missed the ovulation and we're just like oh it's fine and I'm like Hmm. it's fine um so I'm super anxious about that but anyway so it's just a lot of waiting and being anxious and um yeah it sounds stressful have you like like as it gets closer to your like, because I'm assuming they have like an estimated ovulation day, because this shit's been you've been you've been tracking this stuff, doing this stuff for a while now. Like, will they maybe bring you in every day as it like gets closer, or is it still just gonna be every other day? Maybe. I mean, today's cycle day 15, so like that's around the time. You know what I mean? So I was really surprised when they said to come back in on Tuesday, and then when I was nervous about it, they were like, "Oh, well, you could take an ovulation test like at home tomorrow." Like if you want and I'm like okay yeah I guess I'll do that I don't know what I would do with that information (laughs) I guess just call them but anyway so that's the whole thing 
Um, yeah, it's a little stressful. Are, do you still, because you're doing like a natural cycle versus yeah. a lot of people when they're going to have a transfer, do a medicated cycle so that it is more predictable your ovulation day. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about the natural cycle then given this anxiety? Do you have a rating for a natural cycle during so transfer far, time? Yeah, I'm so, when I found out we wouldn't be out. We wouldn't have to do Pio, which is like the progesterone oil, big ass needle butt shots mm-hmm. for this round. I was just so, so, so stoked because um, those sound horrible. <laughs> like mm-hmm. basically you have to give yourself a big ass shot for like three months, like into like mm-hmm. well into your tr- first trimester of pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so super happy to avoid that. But mm-hmm. yes, because it's less planned, we kind of have this element of like, we don't know when the transfer will be we're just like waiting to see and so I'm a little nervous I also read some stuff online of course because I'm constantly reading stuff online and like they are so what the online says they're about the same efficacy rate so mm-hmm. and in that case I'm like well that makes sense then why my doctor would want us to do the natural because why not mm-hmm. um so I'm glad that she's open to it and I don't know. I don't know what to think, dude. I'm just rambling. I'm just rambling. I think that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's a thing like you'll decide if it was a good idea or if it was a bad idea, depending on whether or not they catch your ovulation day properly. And like Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I hope that that all goes well. Thank you. Very exciting. Very exciting. Fuck. I like actually have like not been like I know that you're thinking about this every minute of every day. Um but I like had put it out of my mind for a moment and I'm just like so fucking excited for you. Thank you for saying that. I've actually been super like feeling good and feeling excited probably up till today. I feel like I don't know. I've had a weird day today. But um, what else is really exciting is when you hear about other people who are, have done IVF who are like now pregnant. That's super exciting. So that's mm-hmm. been like giving me a lot of happiness. Too. Yeah, 10 out of 10. And I'll tend to that. It's very inspirational. And so I am like getting super stoked for this. I feel like I'm now that it's like getting a little bit closer, I'm like feeling the nerves more, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, dude. Very exciting. Yeah. Very fucking exciting. Yeah. Oh, speaking of babies, wait, speaking mm-hmm. of pregnancy and babies, I have a review. Ooh. Um, I actually had to pause this to do this recording, but I was watching the show on Netflix called Lennox Hill. Did I talk about this yet? No, I don't know what no. that is. Okay. Um, Lennox Hill is a Netflix TV show from 20, I think it came out in 2020, whatever. It, it follows four doctors in a hospital in New York City, a hospital system, I guess, the Lennox oh, Hills hospital system. Oh, you have system. mentioned this. Oh, shit. Fuck. No, I don't think you've talked about it. I don't. Well, I'm, you've mentioned it to me. I'm trying to review. Yeah, mentioned it on the. I don't podcast. think it was on the pod. Okay, sorry. I was just me processing out loud. My bad. Wait, maybe it was though. That'll be really embarrassing for me. But whatever. Really cool because it's like the hospital that um, I had my like appendix removed at at one mm-hmm. point, and like a hospital where like my brother was at one point. But um, so. And and I'm, like, obsessed with doctors. This is just Mm -hmm. something about me. I wanted to be a doctor previously, so I find doctors really, really interesting. And the show is crazy. Two of the doctors are neurosurgeons, so you get to literally see them do neurosurgery and, like, open people's brains. Like, you see someone's brain just being operated on, and then, like, you see them, like, a few hours later, and they're, like, fine and walking and talking. And, like, it's just – it's so mind-blowing. 
that's yeah, crazy it's really cool like it's not that gory i would say it's a there's a you know there are some surgery scenes but it's not like excessively gory it's mostly mm-hmm. about just like the lives of the doctors and how the work goes and mm-hmm. it's very interesting to me that is super interesting and like, it's also mm-hmm. really really tearjerker e yeah I like a lot of will not watch yeah Sorry, just, it's all, just be ready to cry if you if anybody listening is gonna watch it. It's a lot yeah. of crying. I was gonna say you specifically said something about having to do with babies, and I'm like, is it just because of hospital oh, or is sorry. That something that happened? <laughs> I could have clarified. No, so the four doctors that they're following, um, two of them are pregnant women, mm. and two of them are neurosurgeons, and like one of the pregnant women is like an ER doctor, and the other one is herself an OBGYN. And so there's a lot of scenes of like delivering babies and going through these two doctors' pregnancies. And so there's a lot of pregnancy and birth. Hmm. Yeah. Which is very nice. Interesting to me too. Very nice. You see some C sections, which C sections are just wild. Yeah. Yeah. I saw when did why did I see a video of a C section? It must have been some like birthing thing I was watching or like a birthing class. We like watched pieces of mm-hmm. that. I don't know. Uh, but it's crazy. It's crazy. It's so cool that they can do it, honestly. I mean, it sounds obviously it sounds really scary <laughs> to like have mm-hmm. happen to you, but yeah, um, yeah. it's pretty amazing to watch. Yeah, yeah. No, it's incredible. You gotta gotta get those babies born. It was actually like making me cry though. The there were some C section scenes where the baby was born and then the dad was like holding the baby because they can't even like hand the mom the baby because they're like because she's still being operated on and like her hands are sometimes like slightly restrained or whatever to the side so that she doesn't like touch her like open like abdomen or whatever the fuck yeah which sounds horrible and so the dad was like holding the newborn baby and the nurse was like so like mom did you get to like kiss your new baby yet and she's like no like he's like too far away or whatever and then they had to like hold they had to like bring the baby like right up to her face so that she could like kiss him and it was just like oh my god it was just breaking my heart yeah but anyway yeah I feel like to me like definitely I was afraid of needing an emergency c-section just sort of like a generalized fear I feel like it's one thing if you're planned then you can kind of make that plan of like yeah when baby comes out then like you need to immediately put baby in my fucking face is a thing if that was a thing we had planned to do like that would have been a stated protocol that would have been made but I imagine when you're acting on the fly like dad's just like oh my god here's my baby and isn't like thinking like mom needs the baby right now actually yeah yeah so crazy and like yeah, dude. also it's really um sad that like one of so the doctor who's an IB, OBGYN who you know is pregnant from the start of the show you're she's like being filmed as she is getting the like nuchal scan or it's like some like 12 or 13 week pregnancy scan that's like routine Mm -hmm. and finds out that her baby has like an extremely rare like genetic disorder Mm. um noonan syndrome or whatever which they're i mean she's currently in labor in this episode that i'm that i'm watching so i think everything's gonna turn out fine but um yeah it's just like you see her face as she's like continuing to deliver all these like healthy babies like as she's still pregnant like knowing she has this like situation and it's just yeah. like wow yeah 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 I'm definitely not gonna watch that but it sounds really good <laughs> like it sounds really good and really powerful and I'm just like wow can't handle that yeah I mean there's I want to see like... men flexing fighting yeah. with CGI animals not like no 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, dude. A lot of just suffering and death also. Yeah, not really my jam these days. Yeah. Speaking of human suffering, I have a review. <laughs> okay. I'm going to review when dudes are hanging out in front of my workplace at 5 a.m. when I'm arriving at work. No. Um, that's I'm rating that a 2 out of 10. It's only getting a 2 instead of a 0 because it's actually been fine every time so far. But it stresses me out. Working downtown Vallejo, there are just a lot of people on a lot of stuff uh, that kind of cruise around sometimes. And I mostly haven't really seen anyone by my work. I'm very fortunate. That's like very fortunate. I'm very happy about that. Um, but uh, yeah, I was coming into work uh, the other day, like Wednesday, maybe Thursday. And there's a guy just sitting sitting in our little patio that we have. So there's like some built-in benches. Cause you know, all the tables and like the chairs are on top of the tables and stuff. But he's just like hanging out of the bench, saying good morning to me, looking a little bit out of it, asking me for food and water. He's like, Oh, you're going in there? Like, you got any extra food? You got any drinks? Like, even a half open Gatorade, like in the trash can, like you can bring it out to me. Mm-hmm. Um and it just, like, makes me uncomfortable. And also because my compulsion is always, like, I should give this person food. I should give this person food and water. Um, and I did give him water, actually, because he stayed seated the whole time. So it was, like, it definitely made me very nervous to just, like, see a man there um, not knowing sort of what his deal was going to be, how erratic his behavior was going to be. He's talking mm-hmm. to me. There's been people sleeping there before. And it's, like, not a big deal because they're asleep. Um, uh and, you know, he's asking me for food and water. Like, a human being is asking me for food and water. I want to give him food and water. Um, but I also used to have um, people come in asking for such things at one of my first bakery jobs. And sometimes it was a not a great interaction. And I didn't want them to be returning all the time for free food. Um, but anyway, so I told them I couldn't give them any food. Um, but that I would bring him a cup of water and I did. And I, so I like went inside, locked the door and then got him a cup of water and brought it outside. Um, and he did just sit there and sip his water and be doing whatever he was doing. Someone found a syringe later. Um, so doing something, uh, but it just uh, made me kind of tense in my whole morning. Um, and then tense every day walking into work. Didn't love it. Don't love that. Don't love that. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's like fine. And it also, yeah, it just makes me sad because it is just like, yeah, I don't know. It's just like it's hard to know how to act in a way where I'm like, like the the feeling of like, like I do work at a restaurant. I could give you food, but of like, I also don't want you here every day asking me for food. I don't actually think I'm allowed to do that anyway, or like I shouldn't necessarily be doing that. And then also it's like, and I want you telling people that I'm doing that. Like, like it can't like become a thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He wasn't there the day after though. So I was just like, yeah, this was just like a one-time thing. Nice. Okay. That's good. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I just I don't know how that. to be. It's hard to be in the world. It is. Mm-hmm. It definitely is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of things that don't know how to be in the world, I have another less serious review. Okay. Um, which is for fake white chocolate. Fake okay. white chocolate is a fucking zero out of ten. Oh, interesting. Actual white chocolate is like a, I would say, a six or seven. Or Well, depending on what it's being used for, it's an eight out of ten, I would say, for decorating purposes. A six out of 
or seven out of ten for like actual snacking. Real white chocolate is delicious. Fake white chocolate, bullshit, should not exist in the world, is disgusting. I hate it. Wait, that's so funny. I don't even know if I could like identify one from the other. Like where where are you finding fake white chocolate? Um, in these like uh, basically we have these like I think they're called like okay. A couple things. Basically, for Christmas time, I wanted to decorate. My mom and I sometimes enjoy doing a Christmas cake for the holidays, doing some decorating together. We often decorate cookies and stuff. So when I saw my mom for Christmas time, um, I bought I was I've seen people do a lot of decorating with like candy melts, they're called. Right. Um, have you seen candy melts? Um yes, I'm familiar. Yeah. It's just like basically so you can buy one that is like a white chocolate or like vanilla flavoring, but it basically tastes the same as like when you buy white if you buy white chocolate chips and you look and there's no fucking cocoa butter in it because it's just been removed and then swapped out with like a cheaper oil like canola oil or something Hmm. um then that is fake white chocolate and that's kind of what i'm talking about so i'd say my recent experience with these candy melts it's very similar to my experience with we have like an old box of white chocolate chips at my work that I, I don't know they must have been using for something i like haven't really used them since i worked there i've used them a couple times but like they don't taste good so I keep avoiding it and it's just old. But it's like there's like almost like a I feel like it's almost like a fishy smell. It's such like a fake old oil smell. It's like fucking gross. And then like people don't notice because they're also so cloyingly sweet. But it just doesn't taste fucking good. It's an abomination that they have chocolate. I feel like a lot of people say they don't like white chocolate in general. And what they but like it's probably because they've never eaten like really good white chocolate because it's just like the delicious like vaguely chocolatey scent of cocoa butter like very melt in your mouth like it's great I don't know Hmm. it was making me I was hating to I was I was using the white chocolate chips at work recently and then I was like and I was melt I like melting them and then I'm just like this smells like shit and I hate this (laughs) that's funny wait that just reminded me of I told you this already but I made chocolate chip cookies and then all the bottoms burnt for no reason. I literally did the minimum cooking time, nine minutes, standard chocolate chip cookies, normal mm-hmm. oven. All of them burnt on the bottom. What the hell? That sucks. Yeah, that's bullshit. That sucks. Yeah, I don't know why, guys. I don't know why. Yeah, that's a fucking, that's like a, that's a zero out of ten. That's a zero. It's bad. Yeah. Um. Do you like white chocolate? I like white chocolate. It's not like my, it's not, I don't reach for it often. Mm-hmm. In terms of bad white chocolate, though, I will say I have been known to enjoy like those um Hershey's cookies and cream. Okay, bars. I was gonna say that those are good. The exception. I remember those as being so good, and I'm yeah. wondering if it's just like has enough additional flavoring in it. Yeah, that it like you don't get whatever nasty, whatever nasty, nasty stuff is in the candy melts or in these white chocolate chips we have. Yeah, and I feel like as a kid too, I liked. That place in the mall where you could, like, mix a bunch of candy into a bag or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, those, like, tiny – they look like chocolate chips, but they're, like, pink and green and, like, yellow. And they have, like, little white nonpareil things on them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? I think and so. Like, yeah. they're, white chocolate. Those I loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what those are made out of. Yeah. I'm imagining those as being, like, chalkier, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I would, like, love them today. Yeah, who knows? I know. So much candy that I once loved. Yeah. Oh, I hear a little Sylvia in the background. Yeah, just yelling. Yelling <laughs> about nothing. Uh, I don't think I have any more reviews. Wait, let me think. Let me think. No. Nothing. 
Um, I have some. I'm like, we're getting close to the close. So I was trying to think. I was trying to look to have like a nice uh, review for us to close on. And I'm like, all my most of my other reviews are complaints. Uh. I have another complaint. Yeah, wait, I have an, I have a complaint. All right, let's just end on complaints then because okay, it's a complainty kind of day. Rapid fire complaints. Mm-hmm. Listening to an audiobook, guys, Ooh. it's a slog. Don't mm-hmm. do it. Don't mm-hmm. do it. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I will follow that up with when you or your lovely book club picks a book and it's just a slog. It's just a slog. The book's actually really good. I just want everyone the to know. We'll review us. it later. <laughs> I mean, maybe in your audiobook. Yeah. But anyway, I've actually, I'm actually three minutes from the end of it. So I didn't think I was going to make it because the club is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'm very close to I'm very close to finishing. What are your complaints, though? My complaints? Okay, one, um, secret plastic. Something that I thought was maybe not plastic or was fine. And then it turns out is totally plastic and not fine. Wait, Zero out of ten. It? I'm specifically talking about the wrapping around like Tide Pods in the dishwasher. Uh, of like, yeah. I was I don't I don't know what I thought it was. I think <laughs> sometimes I just think that certain materials exist that are non-existent. But I'm like because it dissolves. I'm like, and it supposedly is like dissolvable plastic, but then obviously it's plastic, so it's just like cool. This microplastic I'm just putting straight into the fucking ocean. Um, mm-hmm. so that's a zero out of ten, and we're gonna start buying like the bulk, like fucking just like. We're actually probably going to try out ordering these, like, they're all, they're like little tablets, but they come like wrapped in paper and they're like from some fucking hippie ass brand. Nice. Um, but anyways, and then I have my other complaint review is also related to throwing plastic straight in the fucking ocean, which is when your plastic wrap fucking gets stuck weirdly. So then you're ripping plastic wrap and then it just starts cutting in half. You know what I mean? I hate that. I hate that so much. Fuck that. Zero out of 10. And I use a lot of plastic wrap because I have to use it at work all the time. Mm-hmm. So when you get a bad roll that's doing that constantly, not only is it a waste of my fucking time as I untangle the plastic wrap for the fucking 10th time that day, and then I'm thinking about all the plastic wrap I'm using in general that I need to use because the only thing I have to wrap my food to keep the food good, and then how I'm just having to rip off extra plastic wrap and throw it straight into the trash can, aka might as well just go straight into the fucking ocean up a turtle's nose. <laughs> Zero out of ten. I hate this. I have another. That's that was a good one. <laughs> another complaint was when the weather's overcast, guys. The weather's overcast and it sucks. It makes me so just like sad. Um, I heartily disagree with you because I just want it to be pure fog at all times. But I do. I feel for you that it does suck. Yeah. Even though I personally am looking at an overcast day and I'm like, yes. Oh, but okay. Then this is my other complaint. Which is um, our house towards the end of the street. There's some things that are fucked up. Makes me mad. Um, so it's overcast, which means I'm running the heater fucking constantly. And as I mentioned in my last fucking episode, our PG&E bill was off the goddamn charts. Oh, so yeah. my mom, sweet mom, 10 out of 10 for her incredible knowledge is like, have you looked in your attic to see if your house is like well insulated? And I was mm-hmm. like, absolutely not. And then she's like, do you know how to get in your attic? And I was like, I do actually know that. So then my mom, because my mom used to do a lot of insulating. Oh, yeah. And so she pokes her head up there. We, like, get up to the attic. She, like, looks around. And she's like, yeah, this is, like, not 
insulated basically at all. Like your home is deeply uninsulated in the ceiling, which is where most of the heat is being lost. You basically have a whole area that's not insulated. That's creating just a chimney, just funneling all the heat from your home straight out the fucking roof. Um, and like, there's a tiny amount of insulation being put in and it is, looks like the type that you're supposed to use in the walls, which has not been code for ceiling insulation for decades. Hmm. Um, so I'm rating that actually, like, I mean, fucking zero out of 10 of the people who lived here before who left me this mess. Um, also there's just like random trash in the attic. Um, but I am saying it's a five out of 10 overall because my mom was saying it's like a really easily fixable problem and will make a huge difference for our bills and a huge difference for how warm and cold our house stays like it just maintaining the same temperature so it's like kind of nice to have as a problem because really fixable and will like be like immediately effective for making our bills lower oh good okay good happy but now i just have to fucking do it and my mom was encouraging me to like just do it myself she's like it's very easy and i'm just like Mm -hmm. uh fiberglass i'm afraid so we'll see we'll see okay we'll see how fucking expensive it is because i obviously just bought the new stairs for my home uh, which was really expensive, even though totally worth it. And I love them. Um, so we'll see how much money I have to spend insulating my ceiling. Yeah, seriously. Well, on that note, everyone should let us know their complaints. I want to hear everybody's complaints. Yeah, let us know your complaints. What are your fucking zeros this week, everyone? Yeah. I know you got them. We know you got them. <laughs> <laughs> all right well now that we've gotten our complaints out we can go through the rest of our day uh feeling great and that is one of the reasons it's really important that we do them um so i will say to you you're a perfect 10 out of 10 though no complaints about you you're no complaints 10? about oh thank you sorry if i came on too strong about rrr what i don't know if i if i, I feel like i was being aggressive i well i didn't notice okay, okay <laughs> you did good. great you're a perfect 10 always <laughs> Our viewers are perfect tens. This podcast is a perfect ten. Send us an email. Yeah. Send us a message on Insta. Send us a text. Yeah. You know where to find us. I'm not even gonna list it today. <laughs> All right. Have a good evening, Franny. <laughs> you too. Bye. Bye.